Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 28. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. No, you can't call me Rodney. No! What's the cutoff, Rodney? I say right around 18, 19-ish. It depends. And uh, y'all look, y'all like, why 18 or 19? I don't know. It's just me. I don't know. It's, it's like around the a grown or older age. But, but, but what happens is, see, I don't do that because I need, no, Pastor Rodney will never. I don't need that. It's an issue of respect. And, and it's an issue of respect. That's all. And I'm trying to help you to become a better Christian so that you can relate to God in an appropriate way. Because if you can't respect earthly authority, how do you expect to respect heavenly authority? You can't respect. I'm going to wait. Go ahead. So how do you expect to respect earthly authority of which you can see? If you don't know how to respect this, this earthly thing, how do you expect to respect God? Y'all know what I'm saying. So it's a matter of respect. And what happens is, and you take it throughout your life. Here I am, 40-something years old. Amen. <laughs> Me and you right there. And... Uh, and I'm still calling people that I grew up with. I go to the old neighborhood in Philly. How you doing, Mr. Norman? How you doing, Miss Gloria? How you doing, Mr. David? I'm 40. I'm grown. But because it's in here and it's in here because mama taught if you made the mistake, I come from if even if you made the mistake, how you doing, Gloria? Poop. It'd be like, <laughs> be like, <laughs> I met Miss Gloria. How you doing, Miss Gloria? My, I mean, you just, you know, mom didn't play. But I grew up with this, and then I learned to respect God. And now, I don't relate to God as the big man upstairs. I don't relate to God as one of my boys. He is not like me. God is higher than us. He is God who sits high, higher than us. His ways are higher than us. Everything about him is bigger than you and higher than you. How dare we not respect him and give him the respect that he so rightly deserves? Holiness to the Lord. The priest was to remember that. Holiness to our God. Remember point number four, that God is holy. I got to move on. Would you look at verse 39 with me? Then they were to weave a tunic or a coat of fine linen. You see that? And then a sash or a girdle, a belt of needlework of embroidery. And for the sons of Aaron, they were to make belts and hats for glory 
and beauty. Now, the interesting thing here, saints, is I want to point one thing out. I'm trying to get into chapter 29, just a little bit of chapter 29 tonight. But there's one thing I want to point out about the clothing of the priest. You want to notice as you go back, you read through in your own time, but you'll see that the clothes of the priest were made of linen, not wool. Now, the interesting thing about that is that they had plenty of wool. There were sheep wool everywhere. They had plenty of wool. But God says, I want you to make the priest's clothing out of linen. Now, wool is itchy, as you know. It's hot. It's sweaty. Linen is light and cool and comfortable. And I believe God is teaching them something here. Here's my little sanctified imagination. Well, let's call it the white space. Okay. I believe God is teaching them when you serve me, I don't want you to sweat. God is into, now here's a, this is consistent through scripture. God is into inspiration, not perspiration. That's, that's all right, isn't it? God, God doesn't want us to sweat in the ministry because if you sweat, listen, you'll be striving. And the Bible does tell us the servant of the Lord must not strive. That was kind of anticlimactic. Only two of you knew the answer. <laughs> strive. The servant of the Lord must not strive. You know, you look at the ministry today. I look at People in the ministry, and again, I'm, we talked about special clothing the last time we were together. Special garments and special clothing. And I told you that I'm not into special clothing, and that I've worn special clothing one time in my life, and I felt really special. <laughs> but I don't normally wear special clothing. This is all the special I have. This is what I do. Special. This is it. And we look at the ministry today. And, 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 and the priestly clothing, y'all know what I'm talking about, is generally dark and black and, and hot. And it looks very uncomfortable. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And it looks pretty uncomfortable. Listen, God doesn't want us to sweat. And I'm not saying that wearing those things is wrong. I'm just saying that we learn something from the scriptures that the high priest and the sons, his, pre, his priestly sons, wore clothes that were cool and light. And once, notice, look at your Bibles in verse 41. Once they put the clothing on them, they were to be, look at verse 41. Then you shall do what, saints? Anoint them and do what? And do what? Sanctify them that they may do what? Minister to me as priest. You see that? Anoint, consecrate, and sanctify. First of all, anointing speaks of the Holy Spirit that's supposed to come upon them. Much like when you're saved, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and anoints us. And the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our hearts. Secondly, they were to be consecrated, which speaks of a life that is Holy given over to the Lord. And then thirdly, finally, they were to be sanctified. That speaks of a setting apart or a separation. The Greek word is hagiazo. It means to set apart. It means to separate, anoint, 
consecrate and sanctify. And then look at verse 42. And you shall make for them linen trousers to cover their nakedness. They shall reach from the waist to the thigh. Very interesting. These are kind of, and and I mean, really, I'm not not trying to be funny, but these are kind of linen fruit of the looms. I mean, they just are. They're just like linen undies that, you know, God was trying to put. Okay, chapter 29. I'm just trying to help you understand the scriptures. That's all. Chapter 29, look at verse 1. If you're looking at it, say amen. And this is what you shall do to them. To hollow or set them aside for ministering to me as priest. Take one young, now pay attention. Take one young bull and two rams without blemish and unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil. You shall make them of wheat flour. And you shall put them in one basket and bring them in the basket with the bull and the two rams. And Aaron and his sons you shall bring to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and you shall wash them with water. Saints, stop right there. We got to stop there. Give me your attention. So we've looked at, give me your attention. We've looked at the priestly garments. And congratulations, as we pointed out at the close of service last week. We have done something, you have done something that most churches in America never do. And that is study Aaron's priestly garments. You know, most churches don't do that. How unfortunate is that? Then we learn a lot from Aaron's priestly garments. And why do we skip over the scriptures? So you've done something that most churches across America has never done. Studying Aaron's clothing. So now Aaron and his sons finally have the special clothes on and God begins to describe. Notice saints, listen, watch this. God begins to describe what happens And what is to happen for the inauguration of the office of the priest. Now, we should also keep in mind that Hebrews tells us that the high priest had to offer sacrifices for himself before he could sacrifice for others. Which tells us that Aaron's priesthood, Aaron and his sons, watch this, were sinners and they needed sacrifice. We also should note that this is where Jesus, our high priest, and Aaron, the high priest, differ. Because Jesus' priesthood was after a different order. It was after the order of, does anybody know? Ooh, many of you know. Jesus' priesthood was after the order of Melchizedek because Jesus didn't have to offer sacrifices for himself because he had no sin. Ministry point number five. Listen, before we can minister to anyone else or tell anyone else what they need to be doing spiritually, you have to sacrifice for yourself. Amen. You got to understand that you're a sinner. You got to understand that you need salvation like everybody else. You know, some of the most awesome, gracious ministers of the gospel. And the truth is, saints, listen, we are all ministers of the gospel in some way. But some of the most awesome ministers of the gospel, in my opinion, and the most effective, are you listening, are those who understand, who have a real conscious awareness that they are nothing without Jesus. And they understand this whole grace thing. And they're gracious ministers. 
The ones who realize that their service to him has nothing to do with their acceptance by him. It has everything to do with the grace that God has shown us. And so the high priest is about to be inaugurated into the high priestly office. Look at verse 5. Then you shall take the garments and put the tunic on Aaron and the robe of the ephod, the ephod and the breastplate and gird him with the intricately woven band of the ephod. And you shall put the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban and you shall take the anointing oil. Will you underline that and pour it over his head and anoint him? And then you shall bring his sons and put tunics on them. And you shall gird them with sashes, Aaron and his sons, and put hats on them. The priesthood shall be theirs for a perpetual statute. And so you shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. And you shall also have the bull brought before the tabernacle of meeting. And Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the bull. And then you shall kill the bull before the Lord by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Stop right there. Give me your attention. So they were to come ready for the ceremony. They're dressed and anointed. And then the bull, did you get that, shall be brought before the congregation at the tabernacle location. And Aaron and his sons should lay their hands on the head of the bull which later it will learn that it speaks of the transferring of sin on the head of the animal. And then we'll see that there are three offerings offered for them. A sin offering, if you're taking notes, we'll get to that one tonight. A burnt offering and then a consecration offering. Three offerings that were to be taken or were to be offered. And notice they were to take the oil in verse 7. And pour it over Aaron's head, anointing him. Now again, Calvary Chapel people, help me out. Oil is symbolic of what? The Holy Spirit. In other words, listen, God is already teaching them ministry point number six. In the ministry, you have to have an anointing. And without that anointing, you can't do the work of the ministry. I'm going to say that again. In the ministry, now you listen, you have to be anointed to do the ministry. You really can't prepare for it. And now I'm all for study. I believe in study. But I also understand the balance is, you know, my approach is after I've done my best, I commit the rest. Because I realize that, God, I need, you know what I'm doing in my office at 5 or 7? Besides sweating and biting my nails and praying. <laughs> Lord, please don't let me say anything stupid. Don't y'all say amen. I'm praying, Lord, breathe life into these frail words. God, anoint these words. Because I realize it's not just about how much you know. The anointing of God is what is needed in everything that we do as service unto God. And without that anointing, it is flat, it's dry, it's lifeless, it's meaningless. Without the anointing, we got to pray for the anointing. You got to have the anointing. And a lot of times what you see in the pulpits across America and on television, it's not anointing, it's manipulation. (laughs) 
Yeah, this side of the room say amen. <laughs> yeah, that's not anointing, man. That's not anointing. It's manipulation. We need the anointing of God to come upon us so that we can do what God has sent us to do. And without that anointing, listen, you cannot do the work of the ministry. There needs to be an empowering that comes with the calling. And with that, without that empowering, you cannot be effective in the ministry. Look at verse 12 through 14. You shall take some blood of the bull. You're looking at it? Say amen. amen. You shall take some blood, some of the blood of the bull. And put it on the horns of the altar with your finger. God's so detailed. He just tells you how to do it, what to do, how to do it, what to do it with. With your finger and pour all the blood beside the base of the altar. And you shall take all the fat that covers the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them and burn them on the altar. But the flesh of the bull with his skin and its offal, that's the dung. Y'all know what dung is or do I need to explain it? Do y'all know? Should we move right along? All right. Y'all just an interactive audience tonight, aren't you? But the flesh of the bull with his skin and his dung, you shall burn with fire. Where, saints? Outside the camp. And what is it? It's a sin offering. Stop right there, giving your attention. So they would have laid their hands on the head of the bull and then kill the bull and take the blood and put it on the horns of the altar. And they were to take the fat that covered the entrails and the fatty lobe that was attached to the liver, verse 13, and the two kidneys and the fat that was attached to it. Are y'all getting this? This was a mess. This is a mess. And that's in the Hebrew. This is just nasty. <laughs> Somebody agrees. Say amen. amen. This is a mess, man. And they were to take all the items and put them on the altar. Are you, it's just like stack this stuff up. The kidneys and the entrails and the fatty lobe and stack all that stuff and put it on the altar. See, the idea is, listen, here it is. You were to bring here. Listen, watch this. You were to bring the most inner parts on the altar. This is where God is starting. And I think you know where I'm going. You are to bring the inner parts and put them on the altar first, which is the hardest thing to do now, isn't it? You see, the inward things of our lives, they're hard to put on the altar. When you first become a Christian, will I get a witness? When you first become a Christian, isn't it easy to put the, the, the outward stuff on the altar? Well, now that I'm a Christian, I shouldn't smoke or chew or what, saints? Go with girls who do. Well, now I'm a Christian and I shouldn't be going to the club and getting my club on. I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't be doing that because that's not good. I mean, Christians don't do that and Christians don't use bad language and Christians don't do all of these things. And outwardly, it's easy to put that stuff on the altar and you stop doing them. I know what I'm talking about because that happened to me. I asked the Lord, Lord, help me stop cussing. The night I became a Christian, I used to cuss like a sailor because I was a sailor. <laughs> I thought I was justified. Just, no, it's true. And uh, 
And uh, and the night I became a Christian, I got on my knees and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to put this on the altar because I don't, I don't even know how to pray. I was just like, well, God, you know, and, uh, you know, I think me and you are boys. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was 25 years ago. And uh, I've grown up since then. And, uh, you know, I got on my knees. I'm like, Lord, help, help me out. You know, help a brother out, you know, and uh, need to stop cussing. I think that's not a good Christian thing to do. And, and I didn't cuss anymore. After that night, it was like gone, just like that. And the outward stuff is easy. It is easy to put that stuff on the altar. But God wants to get to the inward stuff. Now, how about putting this on the altar? What about your pride? Ouch. (laughs) What about putting your false humility on the altar? What about putting the arrogance? What about putting... The bitterness. What about putting the envy? What about putting some of the inward things like jealousy? Or what about this one? Gossip. What about these inward things? This is what God wants us to bring and put them on the altar. You can do all the right Christian things. You can wear the right Christian T-shirts, the right Christian wristbands, go to the Christian cafe. You can get a Christian haircut. You can hang around. Well, guess who? Only Christians, you can do all the right Christian stuff, but listen, you still need to deal with the, you can work at the church, you can be in ministry, you can be the pastor or a pastor, all of those things. But let me tell you something, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm preaching to myself. You got to put that inward stuff on the altar. And that, my friend, is not that easy. That's the hard stuff. And isn't it interesting? God gets the hard stuff first. God says, look, we can get to the hard stuff. The rest of it is a piece of cake. Cakewalk. He starts on the inside. At the same time, we can't do it by ourselves. And we're learning that as well from this text. So God sets up an innocent substitute to do it in our place. And did you get that? They were to be standing watching the killing of the bull, the throat to be cut, the blood to be bled out, the bull to be filleted open and all the stuff on the inside is put on the altar. Man, that sounds yucky, doesn't it? It's supposed to be yucky. Do you know in the King James it reads, this is exceedingly yucky. It's in your Bibles. Go read your Bible. It's supposed to be yucky. Why? Why is it supposed to be yucky? Because it's supposed to make, watch this, an impression. It's supposed to make an impression. It's supposed to grip you and cause you to think. There's something that is innocent being sacrificed in the place of someone else. Get a clue? Jesus was sacrificed for us. His blood was shed on the altar for us. The innocent for the guilty. This is what we're learning already. The innocent for the guilty. And then they were to take the skin and the dung and take it and burn it outside of the camp. And the Bible says that it was a sin offering. Now, one last thing, then we'll pick up the next time. One last thing. This offering, listen, would stink. You know, with the altar of incense, 
represent the prayers of the saints. Well, see, I think the incense, we have a spiritual meaning, but the incense and the smoke, it's going up. And prayers of the saints of God and all this spiritual language as it relates to the incense. But I think God did something very practical about that incense thing. I think just because the tabernacle would stink without it. It took me all day to come up with that, man. Come on. It would stink. And at the same time, get this, the offering would stink. And yet God, if you fast forward, he calls it a sweet smelling aroma. Verse 18. (laughs) Go figure that. A sweet smelling aroma and it stinks. What's sweet about it? Well, here's what's sweet about it. The inward stuff is being sacrificed and you're being purified. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293-0923 That's 1-800-293-0923 You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.